Well, hello, hello, my friends. You know what this is. This is the S. Anthony Says podcast, also also known as S. Anthony Says, starring yours truly, S. Anthony Thomas. That's right. And um, I'm getting, you know what, I'm thanking you guys a lot for, for stuff, you know, and, and you deserve the thanks because especially last week, because last week's episode, episode number 179, as of actually, actually as of a few days ago is now the second most popular episode of all time in one week. It took the other one 46 weeks to get to that point, but the last one almost caught it and is probably going to pass it in the next week or so uh, because of you. And it's the second most popular episode of all time. So as I've said before, no pressure on this episode, huh? (laughs) God, God, I'm going, there's no place else to go but down. Anyway, I want to thank you guys for that. I really appreciate it. Thank you for telling everybody about it. Thank you for the kind words and, you know, all that kind of stuff. I really, really appreciate that. And, uh, I mean, I think you get you guys, there's a whole lot of you out there now. And I think you bastards know how, how I feel about you, right? I know. For those of you that are new and are going, well, what's with this bastards stuff? Well, essentially, and I have to explain this again because the audience is like three times bigger than it was um, when I started using, when I started, when I started actually way more than when I'm, when I'm started, it's like 10 billion times more than when I started. But, um, well, what I'm saying is I, I refer to, and this is something I want to say to the new people because people keep asking me, what's the deal with the bastards thing? Uh, it was, it's a term of endearment that my friends, my personal friends, uh, would exchange. It was usually coming from me because I'd walk in and I'm saying, you know what? Even though you guys are weird, I love every last one of you bastards. And it would be six or seven of us around a table at a bar or something. And, you know, say, so you know what? We are a bunch of good bastards, aren't we? I said, yes, you guys are the coolest bastards in the world, but not as cool as me. And then that would be the joke. And we tease each other like that. And so when I started to do the podcast and I realized that podcasting is one of those things that is very personal. And it's, it's really weird because, you know, when you listen to other forms of media, it's always a separation between the, the, the audience and the performer, but there's less so with the podcast. People don't, like I said before, if you've listened to some of the other podcasts, when I get uh, people write me things, they don't say, I love world podcast. They say, I love you. I like you. I want to hear you. I like listening to you. And it's really weird. It seems like a small thing, but it really isn't. People tend to, when they really like a podcast, they become very, very connected to it. And as the on the other side of it, as the podcaster, you feel very connected with the people that are listening to you, as I feel to you guys, which is probably why I started referring to you guys as bastards, because that's what I refer to the people that I know personally and like as bastards. So that's where that came from. But what I noticed also was that the people that I call bastards, you guys, have embraced it. And one of my favorite bastards, Cordy Mendoza, or as I like to refer to him, the king of the beatbox, Cordy Mendoza. <laughs> he knows what I mean. At Cordy Mendoza is his Twitter. Follow him, damn it. Um, he gave me a nickname. And the nickname was King Bastard. And I like it. Because I have thousands of bastards out there that listen to me on a regular basis every week and tell friends and retweet and reblog and Facebook and all of that kind of stuff. And I love every last one of you bastards. But let's keep it real. I am King Bastard. Thank you, Cordy Mendoza. I'm going to take that nickname and run with it. I am King Bastard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's kind of bad. I should just stick with the theme song that my friend gave me. Okay, listen, we'll stick with the regular theme song, but I'm going to think about King Bastard. That's bad. That's really bad. I never said I was a singer. I'm a comedian and a podcaster. Okay, don't you judge me, damn it. (laughs) Anyway, this is episode number 180. I want to say thank you guys for last week. It was really, really cool to pull down those kind of numbers because of you. Thank you. Thanks, Cordy Mendoza, for the nickname, which, of course, is the nickname King Bastard. Mm-hmm. Still still not good. Really? Still not good. Just, I'm still King Bastard, but just I, I, I should not sing it. I should just say that I'm King Bastard. <clears throat> you guys are hurtful. Anyway, folks, are you ready for episode number 180? Of course you are. Coolness. So let's roll that thing. What? I don't want to roll the theme song. You know, I'm starting to think maybe you guys are wrong. Maybe that King Bastard thing is good. Maybe it's something that should be should be praised. 
King Bastard. Still bad? Okay, all right. I'll go to the theme song and then do the show. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much. Now, are you ready for the theme song? For real this time, let's roll that theme song now. Go. I'm now in a world full of dude reallys. You know what a dude really is? A dude really is when somebody does something so stupid where you look at them and you go, dude, really? And it's a dude really type of day for me. It's been a plenty dude reallys. One of the dude reallys of the day was a really, really weird thing. It was a, a trip to the dollar store. And they shouldn't even call them dollar stores anymore because they're actually dollar stores. But in the hood or near the hood, they call themselves dollar plus stores, dollar and more stores, dollar plus extras stores, because they want you to see the word dollar and drag your dumb ass in there thinking you're going to buy something for a dollar. And then you wind up going all right since i'm already here even though this is really not a dollar it's a dollar 29 i'll buy it anyway because i'm already here they really discount stores that's what they are they're discount stores they have crap at a discount what it is basically is a bunch of products that are not good enough to be in stores that care about the quality of their products and they're the kind of things that can't actually do bad things to you it's like detergent that's a little too old you know, cleaning products that are a little too old, they'll still clean, but you have to use a lot more of them because they don't have the potency because of their age. You know, you get the bug spray and it takes like a half a can to kill one roach when you'd be better off just taking the can and busting the bastard in the hand or turning the can to the side and rolling it across his punk ass. You could have used your shoe for that. Right? Or if you go in there and you're buying food products, you don't even have to look at your phone. You don't have to look at a newspaper. You don't have to ask anybody what today's date is. All you got to do is open up the refrigerator and look at the expiration dates of the crap that they got in the refrigerator because you have to eat that crap today because that's when it expires. So I go into the store and I pull up in front of the Dollar Plus store in the mighty Toyota Camry. Now, earlier that day, that morning, a relative called me up and caught me on the cell phone saying, I know you're going by the dollar plus. So do me a favor, S. Could you go and pick up some stuff for me? Could you go and pick up? Uh, could you go pick up some detergent or some crap like that for me? Could you get that for me, please? And I said, yes, I will. He said, you don't have to go to the supermarket. It's not that big of a deal. Go to the dollar plus store. And I say, sure. So I walk into the store. And I'm one of those people, if I go into a store for the first time or for the first time in a while, I will walk around the store, up and down the aisles of the store. I will look around to see if there's anything I want to buy. I want to have an idea of what the store actually sells, what they do there. I want to know because I may want to come back sometime and get something later on. I didn't want anything right now. Quite frankly, I wanted to find out how, what kind of success this particular relative has with the products they got from this place first. But I wanted to take an, a mental inventory of the store so maybe I can come back. Maybe I can take this store and add this store to the rotation of stores where I buy something from. But I wasn't exactly treated great in the store. You see, at my age now, I'm used to not being followed around the store anymore. That is so 20 years ago. Hasn't happened to me in 20 years where I literally got followed around the store or people monitored me around the store. I'm even at the point now where I don't even pay attention to that anymore until it's pretty blatant because it hasn't happened in a while. Although I still have the, the habit of standing directly in the middle of the aisle, close enough to see the products, but not close enough to touch the products because I don't want the person to ever be able to say, well, he was trying to put this in his pocket. Now, granted, there's cameras there. You know, there's cameras everywhere. There's cameras in every store. There's cameras in every aisle. I know that, you know, but you also know they're watching you on the cameras, too. And I wonder, though, it always it always amazes me, you know, when people get offended by the cameras, because it's not like they I don't get offended when I see the cameras. It's not like they put the cameras in when I showed up. It's not like they stopped me at the front door. Oh, excuse me, black dude. Could you stay right there at the front door? Um, uh, You could have just said, dude, I mean, I'm the only person he didn't have to. Well, whatever. Yeah. Is there something you need to turn on the computers or something like that? Is there something? Oh, uh, yeah, that's it. And then you. Well, why are these other people all being allowed into the store? Why are you stopping me? Uh, no particular reason, but, but please don't come in until just stay right there. 
What's going on? No, no, nothing much. I just want to buy a soda and some stuff. Uh, we really need you to stay right there. Could you hold, please, sir? Yeah. Uh, is this a fail? Uh, did they finish putting up the surveillance cameras? There? We got a black guy out front. What the hell? Yeah, yeah he looks suspicious. Yeah. I want to make sure we have the cameras up. Uh, I, but normally, we wouldn't have cameras up, but we didn't have any black dudes coming into the store. But since this is our first black dude, uh, we want to be completely racist and put these cameras up. Uh, do you have, yeah, we want to put the cameras up and make sure they, they follow him around. Does this guy realize, no, that he, the mute button is not working and I can hear this? He can't hear this at all. I have the mute button on. Okay, the cameras are up. Okay, I'm going to tell the black dude he can come in, but make sure you keep the cameras on him. Uh, uh, I can hear all of that. Uh, no, you couldn't. Yes, I could hear all of that. You said you just put up surveillance cameras because I'm I'm outside the black dude, and you just put you just put cameras in just for me. What makes you think we put the cameras in just for you, sir? That's ridiculous. I mean, you know, maybe you misheard something. And then you go in and shopping, and you're leaving, and you hear the guy behind you. Okay, the black guy's gone. You can take all the cameras down. We only put that shit up to watch him. <laughs> right. So anyway, I go, I'm in the store and I'm walking around and I get to the church and I get to this, I get to that. And I look up and I can see that the person at the front door, who's probably maybe the owner of the store, maybe the manager of the store, I don't know. But she obviously has some kind of authority because you can see people, even though she's greeting people as they come in, you can see them physically and vocally defer to this woman. She looks like maybe the owner of the store. I'm in the middle of the store at the back looking at some stuff, stuff that I may actually come back and purchase. She is far away from me. And if she lost track of me, she couldn't possibly see me from where I where she was. Somehow, in a ridiculously short amount of time, either she ran or she knew exactly where I was. And she had to know exactly where I was based on the fact that uh, there's cameras everywhere. Because you know how hard it is to find somebody in a big store, even a medium-sized store. You go into stores where you know where everything is, and you take your relatives with you, and you can't, you can't, you can't ever take your older relatives to a store, or even your younger relatives, and you go to the store, and you turn around for a second, and they're gone, and you've got a couple of teenagers milling around the damn store, or your parents or grandparents milling around the store, and you can't find their asses, and you're going, oh, God, and you got to go from one, you got to go all the way to the front of the store, and then walk all the way to the back of the store looking left and right down each aisle to see if you can keep your find their asses and you're walking aisle one that's not no they're not there not there not there not no they're not nine three they're not in four not in five not in six not in seven not in twenty seven oh god i gotta go back you turn around and you do that again and again and again and you look like a damn one of those damn uh you know those those uh, soldiers that they have in the christmas pageants where you walk back and forth and that kind of crap you look like that and then you finally find their ass and you're out of breath and they're going what's what's wrong with you why are you out of breath because i ran the length of the store 27 times to try to find you why didn't you just ask them at the front desk in the pages because you barely pay attention to me when i'm standing next to you what did you just say see what i mean <laughs> back to the dollar store so she gets from the front of the store all the way to where i am in like four seconds and she's standing and why was i that close to the mic mike because that's how close she was to my face and sometimes you can tell when a person genuinely is asking you if they can help you because that's the way they do things in the store and you also get the feeling that you can tell when somebody's asking can i help you because i want to monitor you because you might be stealing some stuff the same way a lady knows when a guy accidentally looks at her breast and when a guy is in his mind putting whipped cream on her nipples and going blah, 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 in his mind between her breasts or buttocks cheeks you know ladies the difference between a guy that casually glances at your breasts because they just happen to be part of you and someone who's in his mind slurping on them things you know the difference and as a guy like me i know the difference between somebody asking me if i could they can help me and someone trying to find out if i'm stealing crap i know the difference yes i do but it always amazes me. I'm sitting there going, you know, I, I actually let her help me find some things. And then I stopped looking around the store because I'm not going to go back to the store. If you're going to treat me with disrespect, you don't deserve my money, damn it. And if you really think about it, your store is dollar plus more or dollar plus whatever, whatever the hell the name that crap was. Your store, everything in your store is at impulse buy prices. And if you have a store where everything in the store is at impulse buy prices, it would behoove you to make your store as open and fun to be in or as friendly as possible because people will then begin to come on a regular basis and buy things. 
haven't you ever gone to a store maybe there's a couple of stores but you like the person in the store that's a couple of blocks further so you drive to that store because you like the guy behind the counter you like the manager you like the people that work there you like the atmosphere in the store and you don't want to go to the store people follow you around like you like you're training like they caught you training for some damn terrorist crap but they think you're gonna steal stuff of course you do and that's even more important at a corner store and more important at a dollar store and more important at a dollar plus store if you go to a store in the hood you'll see this all the time yo man um let me get uh let me get that black and mild right there you know let me get that uh yeah let me get um let me get a size five uh white t-shirt you know what I mean, let um, me get a couple of Lucy's, loose cigarettes. That's what loose cigarettes. Yeah, let me get a couple of those, you know. And uh, yo, man, let me owe you five cent. And the guy behind the counter will go, all right. And usually those guys will come back and bring back the five cents. You'll see him. You come back to the store the next day. Yo, man, that'll be uh, two dollars and twenty five cent. Yo, man, take two thirty because I owe you a nickel. Now, that nickel was not going to make or break the store. He could have said, no, I am not letting you walk out because you were one nickel short on these products. And what's going to happen? The guy is going to get pissed off and not come back. You got to give them an opportunity to see whether they're actually going to take advantage of you first. Because if you give them that little bit of a nicety, if you give them that little bit of respect, they will remember that stuff. They'll be outside going, you know, that dude's cool. That dude's cool. You want that. But now I'm never going to go back to that place again. And I'm the kind of I can afford to buy that stuff. I mean, it's just a dollar store. But I'm the kind of person that if I liked them, I would be in there down there every day buying something. Why? Because they were nice to me and I got the money. Why not? I mean, did they really think I was going to steal something from a dollar store with products that are pretty inferior to begin with? Older food in the refrigerator. You know, products that are probably only 75% as strong as they were when they were manufactured 12 years ago. Well, they're right. <laughs> you didn't really think I bought the mighty Toyota Camry with comedy money, did you? No. I let him, I'm going to let everybody in my podcast audience know about my mastermind plot. It's almost over. My world domination is about to begin. I started at the dollar stores and the dollar plus stores. I went inside there and very, very casually, I would steal things on a daily basis. But I wouldn't just do it at one dollar store. No, I spread it out to many, many dollar stores. That's right. Sixteen or seventeen thousand dollar stores. And then I undercut the price of the dollar stores by selling everything at 50 cents. Yeah, that's right. And then I put the money together and I bought the mighty Toyota Camry. <laughs> You don't think someone would get that kind of luxurious vehicle with a regular nine to five job, did you? No, of course not, you dumb bastards. But that's not the beginning. It's only the beginning of my plan because I've since moved on to five below stores. That's right. I walk into five below stores. I found thousands of them. And I'm going to walk into each store and I'm going to take one item, $5, but I'm going to sell those items for $3, maybe even two fifty if I'm feeling generous. And if the person that is buying my ill-gotten gains strikes my fancy or is someone I find to be pleasant or nice, <laughs> I'm going to walk out of the store and I'm going to take shoes and put them in my buttocks. Well, not actually in my buttocks, but in the back of my pants. And if someone stops me when I'm walking out of the store, I'm going to use my incredible charisma and on-the-spot improvisational skills to shut them down. Sir, you seem to have some shoes, shoe-shaped marks in the buttocks of your pants. Are you walking out of here stealing shoes? I am not stealing shoes, ma'am. Do you know how hard it is to get to my age dealing with the ridicule and scorn of people such as yourself? Do you know what it's like to walk in the stores and have people accusing you of taking shoes and putting one shoe in the buttocks section of your pants and walking out of the store? Don't you realize how hard it is to be me and suffer from shoe buttocks disease? A disease where part of your buttocks cheek is shaped like a small shoe. It's an amazing and rare disease. You know what it's like to walk down the street and have people go, Hey man, you got shoes in your ass and your pants. And I have to stop and go, Sir, I will not listen to this ridicule. Don't you realize that there are five or six people in the world with my... Okay, four people. One dude got hit by a bus. But four people in the world that have shoe buttocks disease. 
You know what it's like when you're laying on the beach and someone walks up beside you and tries to put the foot in the shoes on your buttocks, thinking they're stealing shoes, only to find out it's actually a malformed buttocks cheek in the shape of a shoe. And now I walk down the street and I get ridiculed by people like you, small-minded people like you. Listen, lady. I'm going to walk out of this store right now and you will stop looking at my malformed buttocks cheeks shaped like shoes. And if you say one thing, if you bother me, if you stop me, I will have my lawyer down here in the channel 10 or 5 or 6 news or whatever the number is in this particular city. And I will have you shut down. I'm sorry, sir. I didn't really, I didn't realize you had shoe buttocks disease. I, you know, as it turns out, I have a relative, then they have shoe buttocks disease too. You got a relative with shoe buttocks disease? Really? Seriously? Um, no, I was just trying to relate and stop the lawsuit. Don't worry about the lawsuit. I won't sue. You didn't know any better. By the way, just so you know, one of the side effects to the medicines that you have to take for shoe buttocks disease is also you have a, a disease that, that makes it look like I'm going to be stealing cups the same way tomorrow. Uh, but, but it's really not cups shoved in the back of my pants. It's actually the, the side effect of the shoe disease gives you $5 cup buttocks disease. That's one of the other things that happens with it as well. And then there's, a, you know, and there's also um, a bag of clothes disease. So if you see any of those things... Uh, happening it's it's not any kind of shoplifting it's actually just um <clears throat> side effects of the medicine and then once that mastermind plot is formed i will move from five below to any kind of store that sells ten dollar products <laughs> that's right dollar store lady you can't stop me okay none of that would happen but you get the point why are you following somebody around thinking they're gonna steal something from a dollar store you know dude Really is all I was thinking. You got to be kidding me. And it's really it's really frustrating. Because like I said, you know, you, you figure after a certain age, you kind of move past that. But then I realize it, just, it has nothing to do with age. It has something to do with the weirdness and the mindset of the people. You know, it's the same thing with cars. I haven't been pulled over by a police officer in a long period of time because I have a little bit of white hair on my face. A little bit. Shut up. Uh, So. <laughs> Right. So, you know, how many times I've actually been pulled over by a police officer and they come up now and, and the guy, you know, it was like a neighborhood where the police were really like a, uh, just harassing people. And I, when I was younger, it happened all the time and I kind of expected it. You know, it's a bad thing to say, but I expected that was when I was living in Los Angeles. It was like every five license registration. Yeah. But now they pull me over and I'm, and I'm literally looking at it like, well, I, I'm I know damn well I stopped at every stop sign. I know damn well. I was not speeding. Why is this guy pulling me over? And I'm not going to mouth off to the guy because they have guns and I don't. But what happens is the guy, will, I'll roll down the window. The guy will look in the window, see me and realize that I'm a, an older guy. Not old, but older. Not, you know, shut up. And the guy goes, oh, sorry, sir. You know, sometimes these kids drive around and these hoopties. And I'm looking at him going, hoopty. First of all, why are you using slang from before you were born? And second... This is the mighty Toyota Camry. Well, I didn't mean to say that. I'm just saying it. Mm-hmm. And the guy goes, wait a second. You look kind of familiar, bruh. I do. Yeah, there was a, we had, we got this all points bulletin for some dude who was pretending to have shoe buttocks disease that was taking stuff from five belows. And I do. Oh, uh, that was not me, officer. That was uh, somebody else. It definitely wasn't me. Yeah, he was also. Uh, wait, come here for a minute. Let me, let me. Could you stay, sir? What is this in your back of your pants? Yeah, I have a new disease. It's, uh, <clears throat> it's not shoe buttocks disease. Uh, it's uh, a disease called television in each ass cheek disease. It's a, I, I I need to call a lawyer, don't I? <laughs> But that was just a weird thing, man, you know, to be followed around a dollar store at my age. I just I was just I was really just kind of shocked by it. I didn't even see it coming. And uh, yeah, like I said, I'm not going back to that store anymore. It was a straight up dude. Really? Type situation. Where you really just are just completely stunned and shocked that someone would be that stupid. And I think about the amount of money I would have spent in that store. Per month. Let's see if your store survives without the big $11 a month I would have spent in it. 
Yeah, that's right. Let's see you pay for your kids' college now, dollar plus store lady. <laughs> that's right. You'll never get these $11 a month. It'll never happen. That'll teach them a lesson, bastards. Segment over. You know what, guys? I want to talk to you about something. I'm getting older, and I know what you're going. Um, yeah, that's kind of how it works. Everyone's getting older. But I'm talking about I'm getting older, and I realize now, and I'm I I I'm not even trying to fight it anymore. You know, and I'm getting I'm I'm, I'm overweight now, and I'm going to get myself in about six months. I'll be back in shape. Six months of hard work, I'll be back in shape. But I'm not in shape now, and I'm not young anymore. And you know what? I don't give a crap anymore. I don't expect, you know, the hot young girl to just go look at that guy over there. I got to get me some of that. I don't expect that anymore. I expect it because I know now that I'm cute. Women still think I'm cute. And once they meet me, the personality uh, with the cuteness and then all of a sudden. Boom, boom, and by that I mean I get it on with them but it's not like I can have they, but they make the decision to get it on with me after talking to me for a while whereas 15 20 years ago as soon as they saw me they're like I'm going to bang that guy I'm not in that category anymore I mean women of my age maybe but I'm talking about you know young 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 ones they don't think that way anymore no 21 year old woman will ever again look at me and go I got to get some of that mainly because they probably speak in proper English but other than that you know what I'm saying so what I find myself now is because of you know because of my schedule I have the ability to hang out with some of my older relatives and and thus some of their friends who are roughly the same age and I realize that there are two type of old people there's the old person who's miserable about everything and quite frankly they were probably miserable bastards when they were younger and then there's the old person that's kind of happy and digging life and loving it. And I love being around happy old people. I'm not related to any. <laughs> I'm just kidding because I just realized they all listen to the podcast. I wasn't talking about you guys. <laughs> Push the pause button. Yeah, I was so talking about them. Turn off the pause button. Yeah. <laughs> But that's the thing, man. It's like when you get older, I just like, like I said, I like, I like happy old people because they have the knowledge and the experience and they now know what not to really worry about. It's like a, a football player. You see a football player and one guy is 26 years old and one guy is 34 years old. And, you know, basically he's on his way out, but he still has a lot of his abilities. So the 26 year old or the 24 year old guy feels, well, just off of physical ability, I'm going to destroy this bastard. I mean, I'm the new blood. He's the old blood. I'm the new blood. He's the old blood. It's over for him. He can't cover me. But what he doesn't realize is the older guy, 34, still has has most of his physical abilities he's not as strong or fast as the 26 year old but he also has 10 more years in the nfl or 10 more years doing whatever so the young guy's trying to overpower him and outspeed him and he gets picked off or tackled or blocked or whatever why because the old guy knows all the tricks he knows all the things you don't have to waste your time doing so while you're running as hard as you can he's coasting and coasting and coasting and waits to see when the quarterback throws the ball makes a break on the ball interception pick six touchdown and the young guy's like but but but, but i'm faster and stronger and the old guy's going ha 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 i'll talk to you later i gotta enjoy this super bowl parade you dumb bastard well, if that's just 10 years in the NFL, imagine somebody 70 years old when you're 20. Do you really think you know more than that person? No, you still think you still care what your peers think. 70 year olds don't give a shit what their peers think. They don't give a crap what anybody thinks. Why? Because why should they? And I realize it starts to happen right around 40 years old. That's when you start really not giving a damn what anybody thinks. You still have a little piece of you that cares what people think. But for the most part, how can I put this? When you're 40 years old, you get a you get like a, 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 a card that says because F them, that's why. You get one of those cards. You get soon as you're happy, bro. Here's your card. What's this card? It's a because f them. That's why card, right? Be what does that mean? You do something, and people go, "Why'd you do that?" Because f them. That's why. And what that means is, I don't care what you're thinking. I'm gonna do what I want. 
But at 40 or so, you still don't want to hurt people's feelings. 70 years old, they don't give a shit. Yeah, I said it. If you want to find out what somebody really thinks about something, get a room full of 70-year-olds. Oh, they'll tell you what they think of your punk ass. 40-year-olds, well, you know, maybe you shouldn't do that. They'll try to give you an advice, but they'll try to spare your feelings a little bit. 70 years old, oh, no. Oh, no. They're going to tell you what they think of your punk ass. Oh, yes, they will. I think that as a younger person, meaning younger than younger than 70, because I'm I'm. I'm I'm 46, so I got about six because f them. That's why cards, which means I don't really give a crap. I want to see what I want, but there's still a part of me that doesn't want to hurt your feelings. There's still a part of me that cares, but not when I'm 70. When I'm 70, oh, the stack of because f them. That's why cards is going to be nice and high. Oh, I can't wait to get them. I can't. I wish I could buy some of them so I could tell people what they, what I want to say. Damn it, I love it. But I'm telling you, man, I think as a younger person, younger than that, and, and people younger than me, I think we should all, if we want to, we want to tell people what we think, we should be able to hire old people to say things to people that we wish we could say to them because we would get our asses whooped. But they ain't going to beat up a 70 or an 80 year old man or woman. They're not going to do that. You ever notice when a 70 or 80 year old person says something rude, people either just go, well, they're old and walk away or old person and walk away. But they don't beat the crap out of the old person. They don't. I can't walk up to a guy and go, you know what? I don't want to be the one to tell you this, but I was at the club last night. Your wife was getting it on with a bunch of other people. I'm just saying you might want to get yourself checked because if I said that he might try to whoop my ass. But if an old person said that, he ain't going to do it. He just look old, man. But in the back of his mind, I might want to get her checked. But see, the old guy's not going to get his ass whooped. We should hire old people to say bad stuff to people that we would like to say bad stuff to. But we don't want to get our asses whipped. I would love to do that. I would like to start an old person with no personal filters or boundaries service. You call up. You give me some money. I give them most of the money. I keep a little chunk of the money to myself because it's my business and they work for me. And then all of a sudden you just have them show up because they always have those those stupid things. where have somebody shows up at somebody's house and happy birthday and they tap dance and all of that that crap hell no get that crap out of here i want you to tell my neighbor that his whole apartment smells like ass and feet i can't go up and say that because i know he has weapons but an 80 year old guy can walk up there and go hey hey could you open the door what do you want old man i just want to let you know i'm not going to say who said it but your whole damn apartment and thus the whole floor smells like ass and feet and i know what ass and feet smell like because i'm in an old folks home that Smells like ass and feet, but we're always, if we smell like ass and feet, it's really not that big a deal because we have people that'll come and clean it up because basically we, we don't wear shoes and, you know, our asses are out. I mean, we, come on, you see this robe? I'm still wearing the robe with my ass out and I ain't got no shoes on and I got to get back in the car real quick. Of course, they won't let me sit down in the car because, well, I, I was sitting on a towel and, well, I got a really old ass and the towel has old ass sweat on it. So the guy put me here to tell you that the whole floor and thus your apartment smells like ass and feet. He went to buy some really big towels. So I had to. Can I come in and sit down? I shouldn't have told you about the ass thing. You would have let me sit down other than that, right? Well, all right, I'll stand right here in the hallway. And But, but he wanted me to let you know that your whole apartment smells like ass. So he's back now. I can leave. I'm going to leave now, but keep that under advisement. Your whole house smells like ass and feet. How good he's got the towel, so he's going to let me back in the car. I didn't really like the part where my ass sweat soaked through the towel and messed up his leather seats. And he made me stick my ass out the window, although the cool air was pretty pleasant I might, in fact even though he has the towel I'll probably still stick my ass out the window because of the cool air you know man, I hope he doesn't drive too close to no dogs because I, I, I well I don't want to say why but it, it rhymes with dog biting me on the ass but okay that's a different story okay that's got weird for a minute but you know what I'm saying I want to hire old people to tell people what we think you know old people will tell you what you think. They, they just come right out with it. I think the filter is finally gone at around 70 years old. 
You know, at 70 years old, the filter is completely gone. Some older people still care about your feelings. Oh, I don't want to say that, baby. You be all right, baby. 69 years old. Oh, baby. It's okay, baby. Don't worry about it. Everything's going to work out, baby. Happy birthday to you. Blow out all 70 candles, Grandpa. <sighs> Thank you, Ray. You okay, Grandpa? Oh, God. You people are a bunch of fucking losers. Oh, God, his filter's gone. I keep forgetting it's 70th birthday. Let's get out of here before he starts talking about us. No, 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 get back in here. I want to say one thing about it. Everybody knows your wife had plastic surgery, okay? All right, everybody knows she had plastic surgery. First of all, she was 10 shades darker, all right? Second of all, that is not her nose. Third, nobody her age has teeth that white. We know damn well there ain't none of you. I know all about fake teeth. Okay, I've now destroyed you. Who's next? You right there. Don't act like, come on, you came here without a man. Listen, everybody here knows you're gay. Just admit it. There's nothing wrong with being gay, but stop hiding it. You've been wasting all your time. We all know that that is not your best friend. It's your girlfriend. So just kiss right now in front of everybody and get it over with. Come on. There you go. We accept you. Move. Who's next? And he run, and he would run right down through everybody because you know that's what old people are going to do. Old people are going to do that, God daggone it. Just imagine it. At the birthday party, he goes to the next person's birthday party. It's not his birthday party. It's somebody else's birthday party. And they're about to blow out the candles. Hey, you, let me tell you something, boy. You're fat, okay? I'm not trying to fat shame you, but everybody here is trying to act like they don't, un they don't recognize it. I'm fat, too. So are you. Admit it, okay? But if you notice, my old ass is in the gym. You won't go to the gym. Your daddy won't make you go to the gym. Well, I'm going to make you go to the gym. Now, blow out them candles. In fact, don't blow out them candles. You know what you need to do? You need to run around this table and run around this table and run around this table until the wind from you running around the table blows out all the candles. And only then can you have a slice of cake. Don't fat shame me, Grandpa. I ain't fat. You can't fat shame somebody when you're fat yourself, you dumb bastard. Yes, you can, Grandpa. It doesn't matter. I'm old and I ain't got a filter. What they gonna do? Say bad stuff about me on the internet? I ain't even on the internet. I don't have a Twitter account or a Facebook. It's Twitter and Facebook, man. I don't care what it is. Whatever it is, I ain't got it, so I don't care what anybody says. <laughs> but that would be kind of interesting. I, I can't wait till I get really, really old. You know, I mean, I don't want to rush to become really, really old, but it'd be kind of cool to be like an old guy, you know, like right now I'm working out, trying to get myself back in shape. But, you know, imagine if I was like 85 years old right now, still in good health, still running around, still spry. Everything's cool. But it's like, eh, I don't really feel like doing no bench pressing. man. 85 years old. No bench, what am I bench pressing for? What am I running on this track for? What I'm going to do, add 50 years to my life? I'm 85 years old. You know what I'm going to do? Now I'm 85. You know what I'm going to do? I got a lot of money saved up. I'm going to Las Vegas. Or where, where was that city where, they, where, the, where the brothel is? Wherever that city is, I'm going there. And I'm going to say, listen, I got a whole lot of money. Why don't you just rent me a room and let me just spend the rest of my days getting it on with some of the ladies here? How about that? But all right, I mean, you know, and then I'll, then I'll leave you some money when I pass away. All right, great. Now I'm going to go to Vegas and I'm going to gamble some money. What difference does it make? What I'm going to do? Take it with me? I don't even like my relatives. All right, my wife died 10 years ago under suspicious circumstances. I had nothing to do with it. Absolutely nothing to do with it at all. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I did not do anything to her breaks after she pissed me off. Nothing to do with it. But all I'm saying is I'm going to spend my time, the rest of my time, doing what I love to do, which is get it on with hookers and gamble. Not that my wife is dead under mysterious circumstances and I had nothing to do with the brakes of her car. I had nothing to do with it. Nothing at all to do with it. I know what you're thinking. You were like, no, baby, you take this ride around that winding canyon yourself. I'll meet you there when every other time I rode with her. That is a coincidence and you can prove nothing. <laughs> but imagine if as a younger person you could actually say what you wanted to you know I mean having the experience to be able to say what you wanted to without having to hurt somebody's feelings I would love to be able to disagree with people or if somebody's doing something really really stupid that I don't like be able to just walk up to them and go look man I just nah <laughs> 
And then I realize I'm kind of there now. You know, I'm kind of there now. I have no problem telling the people that are close to me the truth. I, I do it in a tactful way, you know. So what do you think of this shirt? I said, uh, it's a pretty cool shirt. Pretty cool shirt. But I think it may be it may be a little too small for you. You know, I mean it's it's a good design and everything, but you gotta make sure that you, you have some space in there so you can, you know, so you can move around, you know, because if it's too tight, you may be pulling on the you know, you may be pulling on the fabric and you know, you don't want the fabric to be damaged. And, and you know, I would I would say it that way instead of going, Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Did you go into your son's closet to get that shirt? Hmm? So not only are you wearing a shirt that's too small for you, I now know that your son inherited his bad taste in shirts from your dumb ass. What is that crap? Dudes in Hawaiian shirts laugh at what the hell you're wearing right now. Take that crap off or you're not going to the club with us. What the hell is that? Embarrassing everybody with that garbage you're wearing, you jackass. Come on. I, I, I wish we could go back to be. I wish I could just make you 15 years old and take you to a school wearing that shirt. Because you know what happened? Girls would beat you up. Yeah, I said it, punk. Now take that crap off. You're embarrassing yourself. You see, I don't want to say that. I don't want to say that. I'm going to be tactful. It would be great if we could all just say what we really felt about each other. If we could find a way to do it tactfully. I know my friends have no problem telling me, you know, they have no problem. My, that's one thing about my friends, man. If I ever become rich and famous, oh, my God, I, I, I'm going to make sure I keep all of my old friends. I'm never going to drop these guys because they would put my punk ass in check in two seconds. I mean, they they I just did this whole thing about old guys and old ladies not having a filter. And I'm telling you right now. These guys, I guess when it, I guess they have a filter when it comes to other people, but when it comes to our group of friends, they actually go. You can actually see them digging into their. Own. I'm like, wait a minute, why are you why are you cutting into your skull? I'm gonna take this filter out, man. I got I have to say something about what's going on with you right now. Put that filter back in. I don't want to hear it. Oh no, you gonna hear it? And out comes the filter. You dumb bastard. You stupid bastard. You stupid mother jumping cup and gagger. Because that's how my friends are, and I love them. Just imagine if some of these political candidates had friends they actually listened to who would tell them when they're being huge D-bags and dickheads and morons how cool it would be. I want to say right now that the people that are coming into this country, uh, there are rapists. Well, some of them are nice. Yo, Don, come on, man. Come here, come here, come here, come here, come here. First of all, what's the fuck? What is that shit on your head? Okay, come on, come on. I mean, I know that at one point you thought that that shit looked good. You know now it's horrible. Okay, you have several billion dollars. You can fix the fucked up hair on your head. Second, stop being a douchebag. You have clothes made in China and then you diss China. You have Mexicans working on your buildings and you diss Mexicans. Don't you think that's a bad idea? Not only because it's hypocritical. But I'll be honest with you, if you piss off people working on your buildings, I oh, I wonder if there's going to be any problems structurally with your buildings after you piss off the people who are building it. Oh, I hope there's no problem at the plant that makes your clothes. Hmm, you dumb bastard. What you're doing right now is as dumb as is, is pissing off the person that delivers your food to your house when they're in the truck 30 minutes with your food all alone. And food, it's coming and being delivered to your house. There's too many sauces and juices in there that can hide too many things. Kind of things that you wouldn't want to eat but couldn't detect because they're hidden in the sauces and juices. You dumb bastard. But we all need that. Sometimes you got to take the filter. Sometimes you need to get rid of the filter and just go for it. Sometimes maybe you don't. I'm good at um, telling people what I really think without hurting their feelings. It's a good skill to have. And I'm glad I have it. You weird bastards. <laughs> Segment over. You know, I was I was watching some kids. Uh, I was I went to a, pick up a friend, and I was watching these kids play musical chairs. And I remember being a little kid thinking that was a fun game. You know, the music is playing. 
you have a whole bunch of chairs and then while the music is playing someone slides in and you see them walking away with a chair and now you know but it's still fun because technically you haven't tried to sit down yet you know there's one less chair and you kind of very you very playfully try to position yourself by a chair you're walking around with your hand on a chair you want to make sure you have contact with a chair you don't want to lose contact with a chair because you want to make sure you get in a chair and then the music stops and everybody dies for a chair and one kid falls off and the kid that falls off is laughing oh man you got oh man you bumped me chuck i'm gonna get you next time and he sits down and he watches the game from the outside and the music starts again and it keeps happening and it's fun while there's a lot of chairs and only one person gets dropped off because you know as long as there's a lot of chairs it increases your odds of getting one of the chairs yay but eventually there's only a few chairs left and there's only a few you left and it starts to get a little more serious now it's a little more serious now little more serious and you see that now you see that now on a on a big on a, on a large basis in society cuz in this in this metaphor the music essentially is just everybody going about their regular day you know there's a lot of problems in the world but you can't pay that much attention to them cuz you got to pay bills your kids acting like an idiot your spouse is either getting on your nerves or he or she is looking good and you want to jump on top of them and do something real nice to them. Your friends, you know, your car is giving you a problem or you just paid to have your car fixed because it was giving you a problem. Or you thought your car had a problem and it really just means you ran over something, you pulled it off the tires and it's all good. Your boss is an asshole. You didn't get that rate. There's so many things. Oh, your kids got accepted in the college, but the scholarship isn't what you thought it was. Oh, That's the music playing. And sometimes it's, things are going good. Sometimes everything's wonderful. You know, it's just a regular day. You laugh, you joke, you kiss your spouse, your kid finished their homework early. Everything's going good. That's the music playing. It's either kind of good or kind of bad, but either way, you're distracted from the things that you know are important, but you just don't have time to mess with them now. And then the music stops. When the music stops when you're a kid, it just means there's a bunch of kids trying to vie for one less chair. But when the music stops when you're an adult, it usually means something either really good or really bad happened. Somebody had a baby. Somebody was in a car accident. And now you got to focus in on the important things. The baby, way, hey, baby, oh, shit, hospital bills. Hey, you got hit by a car. You're going to live, but your car is messed up and the insurance company's acting like an asshole. The music stopped. One less chair. Oh. And now, because you have the, the pay for this, you pay for that, something has to fall by the way. So I can't go on that vacation. Can't buy that thing we were saving for. Got to use that money for the car. Hospital bill was bigger than we thought. And then you kind of solve those problems and then the music starts again. Everything's going good. Now you paid the bills and the music stops again. This time... Somebody got sick. And that's just in the family way. That's just the everyday things. But when you think about the larger societies, the larger societies, the same thing. Everything's going good. You're just going about your day. You're watching Real Housewives of something. You're going to see the latest movie where this action hero does exactly the same thing he did in the last six sequels. You know, everything's going. It's just regular day life. And then on this big giant basis, something bad, big will happen. There'll be a terrorist attack in New York City. And the music stops. And then everybody has this feeling of being great to everybody and being wonderful to everybody. Everybody, you, they got these heroes running into the building and I know some of them personally. You got people that lost loved ones in the building and I have friends that lost loved ones in the buildings. But then everybody's focusing on helping each other. And then the music starts again. Bum, 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 bum. And you forget all about that. Now you go back to normal. Now you go, I can't believe they're going to build a mosque in this town. But the mosque is not anywhere near ground zero. Yes, it is. But there's, here's the plan. It's not near that. Yes, it is. And we forget about that. And then the music stops again. Every time the music stops, something gets knocked off the edge. You know? Every time the music stops, something gets knocked off the edge. 
And what's getting knocked off the edge right now is extremists in society who are changing voting rights and making it hard for people to vote. We're going to change uh, the hours to you know the people that were not going to vote for me. We know they're from a specific ethnicity and location and specific part of the city. Okay, what we're going to do is make it. Uh, we're going to make it really, really difficult for them to vote. Yeah, uh, we change all your voting hours to when you will be physically impossible for you to get there. Uh, we're going to make sure that you have four uh, four minutes to vote. Uh, and you have to vote at the voting booth the furthest away from you, and it is a place in the middle of traffic. But that's not fair. It is what it is. Why would they do that? They do that because they don't want you to vote. You know, why would somebody stop somebody from trying to get married? I'm not issuing a license. I'm not issuing a license because it's against my religion. And these people are all circling around. You're going about your regular life. You don't pay attention to the person who's making it hard for somebody else to vote. You don't pay attention to somebody who's stopping gay people from getting married. You don't pay attention to someone who's doing this to women. You don't pay attention to somebody who's doing that. And then the music stops. And then you have to pay attention. And that's what happens. All the things that are happening that are on the wrong side of the uh, side of history are usually being done by people who are on the extreme edges. And as the music stops, they fall off. And when they fall off the edges on either side, the ones that are left become louder. Because now when you turn on the TV news, you see people on these specific news stations, you see politicians running for office now, realizing that demographically, the people that they dislike the most, that they don't respect, that they think are beneath them, the people from a different sex, different ethnicity, different religion that they believe to be beneath them are now growing in numbers and they can hear the music about to stop and they know there's a strong chance that they're going to be knocked off the edge in this game of musical chairs the societal game of musical chairs they know when the music stops eventually they're going to be knocked off so they get louder and they get more aggressive it's like in that game of musical chairs you ever notice how everybody just playfully bumps each other when there's 20 chairs and how it was an elbow at 10 chairs and how it was somebody pushed on the floor at five chairs. And when there's two chairs left and three people, how all of a sudden it becomes really more and more and more aggressive. And there's one chair and two people. That's not really the best time to be playing musical chairs, even as a kid, because I know from personal experience what it's like to have somebody knock your ass across the room and get suspended. But they knocked your ass across the room. Well, in the societal game of musical chairs, you have the extremists who hate everybody being slowly knocked off the sides. And the ones that are left become louder and louder and louder and more aggressive. And they say they lay there with guns and aim guns at federal authorities at the Bundy Ranch. And they shoot at people in the church who were nice to them. And they run for president and insult entire groups of people. But the facts don't back them up. This game of musical chairs. And they can hear the music beginning to stop again. And they know as the music stops, some of them are going to be knocked off to the edge. And so they get louder. And I often wondered why we have to wait until the music stops to get rid of these people. You know, you can, you can vote them out every time they come up for election. You can vote them right out. But we sit at home listening to the music. And then something bad happens, the music stops. Oh man, I should have voted. Oh man, I should have protested. Oh man, I should have. I don't want to be sitting there by myself with a, with, you know, like being you, one of you. And an extremist type person. You want to kind of get rid of the extremists early in the game, you know? Because if you get rid of them, then the game remains playful at the end. Well, if there's a bunch, like if there's a bunch of your friends at the end of the game, a bunch of people who are cool, a bunch of nice people, a bunch of people who aren't aggressive, aren't extremists, aren't mean, aren't nasty, aren't this, aren't that, then the game even remains playful near the end. I've seen games of, of, of uh, musical chairs when there's a bunch of friends playing or a bunch of well-raised kids playing. And even when there was one chair left and two kids and one kid bumped the other kid out of the chair, the kid that got bumped out of the chair laughed and said, you got me that time, Jimmy. 
and they high-fived each other and they went to play with their toys. Why? Because there wasn't anybody mean or nasty or vindictive or horrible or racist or disgusting. There was none of that in there. There was nobody in the game like that. So the game changed. And I would, you would think societally we would be like that also, you know? All of the people that are mean or nasty, you gotta just like not even let them in the game. So when the music stops, you don't have to worry about somebody elbowing you in the throat. You don't have to worry about somebody tripping you or pushing you on the floor. You don't have to worry about that. This makes the game a lot easier. You know? That way you don't have to cover your balls when the music stops because you know that the knee's coming. <laughs> you don't have to put on some sunglasses waiting for the Mo Howard eye poke. You know, you don't have to put Kevlar on waiting for somebody to try to shoot you in the chest. I said this chair's mine, you bastard. Blang. It's not that hard. We know who they are. So we can't sit back and just listen to the music. It's time to bump them out of the game as quickly as possible. Methodically move them out. Now, when I say bump somebody off, I don't mean kill them. I don't want anybody killed. But what I mean is move people who are horrible, nasty, mean, racist, misandric, misogynistic, xenophobic. Get them out of the game. When it's just us meeting people of common sense and compassion and intelligence and empathy, if we're the only ones playing the game, then even if you even if you lose and I'm making air quotes, lose, you still kind of win. Because the person who's beating you thinks their ideas are better and they think they're making things move in a positive direction. They're not aiming all of their power and mind and thought processes and actions towards destroying you. They're trying to advance things. So that way when the music stops, even if you're not the one in the chairs, you know, you're not getting hurt. Hell, if you really think about it, if things work out the way they shouldn't work, when the music stops, everybody would still have a seat. Or (laughs) you just move the chairs out of the way and the music wouldn't have to stop at all because you wouldn't want it to stop. There'd be no reason for the music to stop because everybody's dancing. And having a good time. I don't know. A man can dream, can't he? <laughs> a man can dream. Segment over. Okay, my friends, thank you. You know what this is? This is the end part, the part where I say goodbye to everybody. And this is the part to let you know that the podcast is over. It's over. I want to thank you guys very, very much. This is episode number 180. I want to thank you guys very, very much for checking this out. I want to thank you guys for checking out the other shows. Much love to everybody. For those of you that are not following me, make sure you do it. And that is at S. Anthony Thomas on Twitter. And for the podcast, the podcast uh, Twitter is at S. Anthony Says. Make sure you follow both. Uh, for the new people that want to email some stuff to to yours truly, the email address is the S. Anthony Says Podcast at gmail dot com. Um, I just want to say one thing, man. I mean, the audience is growing pretty fast, um, and I want to say, you know, thank you very, very much, you know, uh, to everybody that's come along and all the people that have been, you know, re- recommending me and suggesting me to people and all that kind of stuff means a lot, and I really, really appreciate that. Um. I would appreciate it more, like I said, if everyone would do what King Bastard says. And what does King Bastard say? King Bastard would like to be called Delicious Chocolate Man by the ladies only. Feel free to do that. And guys and gals, both of you, can refer to me. That's my new nickname. Thanks to Cordy. I am King Bastard. And you people, you wonderful, beautiful people, you beautiful, beautiful people are my bastards. I want to thank you guys very, very much for everything. Make sure you check out some of the old shows, too, because those things are good, too, you bastards. Thank you for everything. I will see you next week with number 181. But for right now, number 180 has concluded. I will see you next week. S. Anthony out. Go. S.
giggle, we're gonna get wild. Go ahead and clap. Go ahead and cheer. We're gonna have a good time.